Well, greetings and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four fiends have chilling discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable rising of the sun and their own rapidly veining ability to instill fear in the youth. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I am Cyberlink. <laughs> I was wondering who was going to do the terrible Dracula voice. I'm glad you beat the rest of us to it. I am Falero. Ah, ah, ah. My gain is too loud. This is terrible. <laughs> Why is he Russian now? <laughs> I am Game Booty. Ah, boo, like a ghost. No, I'm scaredy, Jake. Ooh. Zoinks. And I really hope I can stop doing this voice. It's a... <coughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, he exercised. Oh, my goodness. Would you say it's murder on your throat? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to our very first, let's say, bonus stage of uh, The Hill is Always Greener. This one's, we, we've already recorded episodes, but we wanted to get something out, you know, as a special Halloween treat. So this one's going to be a little bit shorter, but... Today, we're getting into the spooky mood by talking about a very spooky short, Sonic Night of the Werehog, originally released in November 2008 to promote Sonic Unleashed. Uh, it actually had a brief theatrical TV run in early 2009 in Japan, and huh. Joy, the uh, Joyplus Arcade basically had it as a 3D movie attraction from yeah. 2012 to 2017. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. Another reason to break into a Joypolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's already closed down, so oh, one less, unfortunate. Yeah. Maybe it's actually haunted now. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> now, now you got me interested again. <laughs> yeah, this was animated by Sega VE Animation Studio, who would later be renamed to Marza Animation Planet. Who They've done the CG for basically every Sonic game from 2006 onward, occasionally with collaborating with other studios like Blur for 06, uh, along with some of the CG for the Sonic movies and that uh, Drone Home short. But uh, they've also done CG for other Sega games like Fantasy Star Online 2 and Project Diva, uh, some promotional renders for other companies' games like Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon. Uh, they did a couple of movies like Resident Evil Vendetta and that Lupin the Third, the first movie, which looks gorgeous. Oh, oh okay. That explains a lot. <laughs> and they even anima- did animation for a couple of Hatsune Miku stage shows. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they, they get around. Although Hatsune Miku is a Sega property, right? So that makes sense for them. Uh, they, they license her. License, uh, okay. Like they, they collaborate on like the games and the uh, you know live performances and stuff, but they don't own the character outright. Gotcha. Yeah, Hatsune Miku is nobody's property. She is her own woman uh, doing her own thing. <laughs> this is true. I tried to do some digging on uh, the production crew for this one. Uh, it was directed by Takashi Nakashima, who I couldn't find a lot of credits for. The only like thing of note I noticed was a storyboard credit on Chi's Sweet Adventure. The, the cute little kitty cat anime. Yeah. Uh, the character design, just like Unleashed, was done by Guru Hiro, who's a Japanese artist duo that I've been a fan of for years because of their comic book work. Like Most people will know them for being the artists on uh, Gwenpool, Marvel Power Pack, and all of the Avatar The Last Airbender comics. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Yeah, they, they do fantastic work, and I'm always like super excited to see them on a project. Sweet. 
since the short opens up with, a, you know, a couple of them, like, people have their preferences, especially whether or not humans should be sharing the screen with Sonic at all. But, mm-hmm. oh, man, I love the human designs in Unleashed. Like, especially I was reminded that, you know, after Sonic 06's weird just horribly bastardized anime people like it's such a breath of fresh air to see some funny cartoony des- like i would say universal like cartoony designs that mesh with like sonic characters uh, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if you're gonna have humans and sonic in coexisting that is the kind of design that probably works best either that or james marsden apparently according to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, in terms of the cast, it's, you know, the same voice actors carrying over from Unleashed. Uh, you know, Junichi Kanemaru and Jason Griffith is uh, Sonic. Toko Kazuseki is the werehog in Japanese. And then Ryoko Shiraishi and uh, Tony Salerno as Chip. We have three original characters created for this that uh, have kind of become Mars's pet characters. You see them in a lot of their, like, social media and stuff. Uh, we've got three ghosts. We've got... The kind of central one, La, who is played by Momoko Ishikawa, who I didn't find a whole lot of roles for her. Apparently, she retired a few years ago. And then uh, her henchmen are Sue and Wu, played by Ryan Drees and Kevin Glenn, respectively. I couldn't find anything on Kevin, but Ryan apparently does a lot of work over in uh, Japan. He played Jeffrey McWild in the Virtual Fighter games. Uh, Splash Warfly and Ride Borski and Mega Man X7, Samurai Goro and others in F Zero GX, Tom the Hot Dog Guy in Shenmue, and President Michael Wilson in Metal Wolf Chaos. Oh uh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of assumed it might have been that, like a you know, a, a English speaking actor working in Japan, since they the most of the voices are the same. There are two different versions of this short, one in Japanese, one in English. And aside from like the credits and like some of the titles being changed, most of the voices are the same. Like Jason Griffith is Sonic in 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 this, especially when he takes over when the uh, the Werehog shows up. But like most of the you know the the character performance the sounds are Kanamaru like in both languages like I think Sonic says like oops and you can tell that that's that's Jason oops but I, they just left in a lot of this stuff and yeah the uh the the, the kids at the beginning the ghosts um all have like the same voice regardless um you know again mostly because they don't say any full words it's just a it's a it's a character performance i just thought that was interesting i'd like to also give a special shout out to the writer of this kyoko yoshimura who has been a writer it seems mostly in the anime industry but uh, also has a lot of ties to sonic as well um she was uh, a scenario writer for Sonic Unleashed. She helped with some of the game script for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 game. And she even wrote quite a few episodes for the Sonic X TV series. So I just think it's really cool that they they didn't hire somebody else like outside of the whole franchise to write something. I could see the perspective on it to try to get a new fresh take. But I also appreciate, especially, you know, the same person who wrote like the scenarios for Sonic Unleashed. Like, hey, this is in promotion of Sonic Unleashed. Let's just, you know have them write this too. And I'm sure that had to be such a creatively freeing exercise to do such a fun short like this. 
Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite parts because if you if you remember correctly, there are I isn't it two or three other like thirty second shorts you can actually unlock in Unleashed proper. I, yeah. I always remember the one of Sonic and Chip fighting over the dumplings. Is exactly really what my mind went to when you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so it's so interesting. I I love that that Marza manages to interject a lot of like. I don't know if traditional is the right word, but like cartoony animation onto the Sonic characters. And I feel like this is about where you started to see more of that um, uh, before, uh, you know, you think of like the motion capture they used in Sonic Adventure 2 and and like in Sonic 06 to where it just sometimes it just doesn't look right on these, you know, big headed mascot characters. And (laughs) I feel like these shorts are some of the best examples of like, oh, you can push these character models to where the expressions and the actions and all really comes through. And and that, that that's, I mean, they did such a great job. That's my favorite part of this for certain. I mean, that's where having like these pixar characters really helps as well, because they're allowed to look a little bit... Because they are pixar characters. That's where my they're mind there. goes they to. They really are. And, and they're allowed to sort of move like that, and it sort of fit... The, the models fit this style of animation. Yeah, I, I love how they they break uh, Chip's face so many times to do all of his big, <laughs> you know, his big expressions. And a spe- I mean, my favorite little bit I think is maybe uh, when they're they're sitting in front of the fire with the teacups, and Chip gets scared once more, and his just whole head like breaks. And I'm like, oh yeah, he he does look like a goofy little apple headed Chihuahua, doesn't he? And <laughs> yeah. I, it, it reminded me why that like I went through like do i like chip do i not like chip and i think i like chip because uh he's a he's just a cute little fella well here's the thing you take away chip's english speaking voice uh got all all of the credit in the world to the actor uh and suddenly the character becomes a bit more enjoyable i find because (laughs) i i was gonna i i'm trying to stay nice but i you know just laying it all out that was a big factor i don't know whose decision it was to make chip sound like a full-grown man in english but it's not a decision i agreed with so (laughs) i'll just leave it at that but the actor delivered exactly as they wanted him to don't know if yes. it was the right casting decision. No offense to Tony Salerno and his obvious abilities as an actor. This is just a case of strange casting, which is a sonic trend. Yep. <laughs> I, I yeah. hope that I hope that goes without saying. Usually, especially when it comes up in the context of Sonic, when I am criticizing a character's voice, it is usually the the casting directing decisions and not the actor themselves because there is no morality connected to their performance if that makes sense. They did what they were asked to do, so <laughs> Someday we'll have to we'll we'll get deep into that, but not today. Yeah. <laughs> the one the one last piece of uh, behind the scenes information I was able to find is uh, none of the traditional Sonic composers actually worked on the short. Uh, the music was all done by Tetsuya Takahashi, no relation to the Xenoblade producer, who also did the music for the Appleseed movies and all of the Marvel anime. Apparently, anytime Marvel has an anime production, they just have them on speed dial. Interesting. <laughs> hey, at least he's got a consistent job. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, with all that out of the way, let's jump into the short itself because I I really like the short. I remember like really enjoying this when it first came out 
all those years ago. And it, it's just got such a great kind of, you know, classic cartoony vibe to it. Like right, right from the start when you're getting the shot of the, you know, the gate kind of hanging open the old house silhouetted against the like lightning strikes and everything. It's just, it's so good at setting the atmosphere, which Marza is really good at doing in basically all of their uh, productions. It, it reminded me of, and I'm not saying they copied anything. I'm, I'm paying both a compliment when I say that it reminds me of how Luigi's Mansion back on the GameCube still looks so incredibly good because of the, uh, the comedy kids horror design that uses a lot of very clever lighting and, and bright colors and, it it yeah it just looks amazing like even though you can if you look real close you can see oh i bet those textures would be a little crisper if they did it today in in full hd but nothing about this has aged poorly at all that's oh, for yeah. sure oh yeah it it still looks really good this is a a fascinating thing for me because we haven't got into it in the podcast yet. Uh, you're going to catch up to that, folks. Um, but I'm not the world's biggest Sonic Unleashed fan, uh, but I do enjoy this short. And, uh, like, I don't typically enjoy things involving the Werehog, but when but that's mostly when I have to play as the Werehog. Uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a funny little animation where you can take full advantage of his stretchy abilities, I have a good time. And this is a lovely looking little animation that i do enjoy and doesn't wear out its welcome i think we we got a little bit of a preview when we touched on uh that saga in the the archie comics that leads into the you know the sonic champions is the whole sonic unleashed like pseudo adaption that features the werehog and chip and it really is like it's it's a concept that i like when they do cool things with it and it's it just unfortunately is not really the game it came from because it's not fun to play and and, you know people say like oh you know it's it's sonic fans not knowing how to play their games like oh no i like character action games i like a devil may cry style or a god of war i just don't think the werehog is a good one of those so okay to quickly change subjects here i i don't remember if there is any other supplemental material uh that that clarifies this but i do like how with this intro with the with the the two little kids walking into the 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 haunted house is that wherever this is that this is obviously like the local legend it's like oh you know if you sneak into that house you see a ghost no uh well let's do it (laughs) and i feel like the short um even without uh even without like clarifying that like perfectly sets the tone like of course that's why these kids would sneak in here yeah. is yeah. because it's it's playground it's a playground ghost story and uh, it just does it does a, such a good job of setting that up yeah and the fact that it's nonverbal for the most part really helps to both kind of make it timeless and work for basic kind of translate over to everybody no matter how or what language you speak or anything because it just does such a good job with uh, the environmental storytelling and with the characters conveying everything through their actions that you really don't feel like, you know, you don't need voice acting in a short like this because everything, everybody says everything, you know, as they are. 
And that I think that's kind of perfect. Well, when you have like the setup of like the kids going in to test their bravery, and then you cut to like the image of all these these Polaroids of these kids, like uh, other kids who have been scared to death by these uh, <laughs> by these ghosts, that just tells you everything you need to know. Exactly. <laughs> to add on to like the whole dialogue list factor of the short, Marza, we've mentioned before, but they just do such a good job with facial expressions that. It, like it, it's all in their faces. You don't need to hear them say anything because you can you can see you can see like their entire backstory just by the faces that they make. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love some of the little details on like both of the the ghosts, uh, Sue and Wu, like have pointy fangs that whenever they they grit their teeth or close their mouths, like always poke over their lips. And yeah. it's, it's it's a cute little detail. Also, this is the first time I think I've noticed that their instant photos, their Polaroids have their little signatures, um, either the bow tie or the little bandana ascot. Yeah. You know, signing like who who's the one that took the picture? so la they're they're you know they're hmm what who is la you know i i thought like oh yeah of course they want to go you know a kiss from the cute lady ghost like no i think this is more of a if i could be a little crass i think they're her little pay pigs and <laughs> she is they are helping feed her um teratophilia because she really loves this wolf man and hopes they find him one day <laughs> oh, it's more i think that she just likes seeing people scared than uh-huh. uh, the Wolfman specifically. Oh, she's like she likes she's it. clearly a big fan of monster movies in general. Like you see the Wolfman posters, the Mummy posters. There's a Frankenstein somewhere in the background. Like so, she's big on classic horror movies. But I think she more just kind of gets off on seeing people scared. Mm-hmm. Well, I get the impression, <laughs> like just looking at some of the photos in the background, you you do actually see glimpses of her as a living person, and I'm assuming that she and the two other ghosts died here. I get the feeling that maybe she was a rich person in the previous life, so the suffering of others being amusing to her. Her unfinished business is that she's just a heartless bastard forever, <laughs> <laughs> and she enjoys it. Yeah, but I mean, it's a look. I, it's it's just a cute setup. It's, look, all, all I'm saying is that she's a Dreamcast owner, so she can't be a bad person. <laughs> yeah, you find one of those <laughs> in this haunted, sp- spooky ghost house. It makes sense to have a dead console, you know. Yeah. It's not even plugged into anything. (laughs) Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, this is just probably a me thing, but looking at these ghost designs, particularly uh, Sue and Wu, there's a bit of a ghostly trio from Casper look about them. Exactly, (laughs) yes, yes. The stretch and fatso looking guys. They stinky to be seen. (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting you say that because originally it was going to be three three male ghosts. I did read that and I was like, Maybe, and I'm I'm looking at the storyboards, and they look like the ghostly trio. <laughs> oh, interesting! I didn't see those. Yeah, even the center lobby area, like when Sonic first walks in, it honestly looks a lot like the the house from the the '90s Casper movie. And I I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Marza got a lot of inspiration from that Casper movie just for the short in general. And I'm not gonna mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna like bemoan that. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to like, you know, poo-poo on that at all. I I think that's fantastic. And I think that they did a great job with, if they did take inspiration from it, making it their own thing while also still kind of paying homage. 
I was going to make a clever joke about the Casper movie. I realise I haven't. I don't remember much about it now. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's very bad, except that it looks okay. It looks like like Jake said. It has really cool design elements. Otherwise, it's weird. Yep. It's, Dan Aykroyd showed up as Ray for about five seconds and then left. I know you <laughs> goofy weirdo. And then at the end, they invent a machine that undoes uh, God's hold over life and death. <laughs> But it only works once. Yeah, it only works once. Only once. La soon will clearly have a system going because they've been doing this whole spook the kids that come into this house ever so often. But they're about to meet their biggest challenge yet. A hedgehog and a tiny light sky spirit thing. Apple-headed chihuahua like Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> With wings. With wings. Yep. Yeah. And we know that Sonic is a threat because he tracks mud in on his filthy, stinky shoes. Sonic, <laughs> you <true>. rude little man. <laughs> That's the attitude, you know? I'm glad to see it represented even in this. <laughs> I mean, I just said, like, oh, we don't look too hard into it. But I do think that's a great character thing for Sonic is that they linger on. Yeah, he just walks in. They're obviously, you know, they're, they're coming in to get out of the rain, Sonic and Chip. And he's like, well, this looks like a good place. And just, yep, traipses right in, tracking mud. <laughs> He'll apologize later if somebody yells at him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can see Chip like trying to warn him, like, no, 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 Sonic, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think, uh, I, so I can't remember if it's from the Sonic Bible or from something else we saw, but I remember there was something that we read that said that Sonic's greatest weakness was that he had no fear. And I, uh, so I, I don't know if I'm <laughs> yeah, speculating right. too hard, but I wonder if maybe they reference that for the short because sonic doesn't get scared at all and he just gets upset <laughs> later on <laughs> yeah no you're you're not wrong i don't think it's actually a reference to that because i don't think sega ever pull like sega japan ever pull anything from that <laughs> i do i do think it's a case of well he's the mascot cool guy so he can't be seen getting scared but I do. <laughs> I would love for that to have been a reference. To <laughs> Although, to, you know, to be fair, that is why La gets so upset later. Is that she spies Sonic in the background, looking bored, and you know she conveys through her body language. Well, who is this guy? Get me a picture of him scared. <laughs> <laughs> that is another thing. Is that the whole time Sonic is completely oblivious that these ghosts have been scaring Chip the entire time, and so when he, he decides to pull a harmless prank and and scare chip the poor guy just passes right out <laughs> yeah. but after after the two go sue and woo have taken so many pictures of chip and after law has seen that uh and now that they know that law is no longer interested in it, the two of them actually form a pact because they feel like they have been uh messed with by sonic for the fact that he hasn't been scared once and so yeah, she she gets mad that, uh, you know, she likes all these pictures of Chip, but there's a few of Sonic just being completely nonplussed by the whole experience and mocking them. And she's like, well, this is the quality you're going to give me? Fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the two simps set aside their differences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, the, the VTuber isn't paying enough attention to us. We need to work together on this one. <laughs> I'm a tier three sub. <laughs> oh, I can't relate. And anyway. to and to and to roll off of that great joke, the two of them join their fists together in great simp energy with green flames. Yeah. <laughs> At first, they try to corner him by haunt like possessing uh, stat statues of armor. But oh, I love how these are this armor looks too. What a what a great design. Yeah. 
it kind of reminds me oh was that sega that had that very short-lived uh online little rpg that was little suits of armor uh spiral knights yeah man remember spiral knights i played that for like 10 minutes and then they pulled the servers i I think i logged in long enough to get like the metal sonic skin in that and then i never touched it again yeah it just reminds me of that it's very again lots of like bright colors to these and like cool shapes and like distinctly sticks out as just instead of like generic armor i I really like them yeah they look really cool but as soon as i think they're gonna corner sonic and get a picture of him scared Surprise! Sonic sees the light of the full moon, which is totally not how he transforms in the actual game yeah. itself. Uh, <laughs> rule of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the Wolfman rules. They're, they're leaning into that. With yeah, this, definitely. Even down to the name yeah. of this, like, Night of the Werehog, Night of the Wolfman, you know. Also, yeah. Night of the Werewolf, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they break it at the end where it's clearly daytime and he just strolls right out of the house. But again, rule of cool. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, yeah, Sonic turns into the Werehog knocks him away and they inadvertently just end up crashing and taking picture of themselves freaking out much to Laz amusement. And that's when they decide, okay, it's personal now. Which the transformation itself is very cool. I think, is this the first? Oh, I think they already had one, but they do a couple of shots where they just go into slow motion for no reason. And I, yeah. I think they all look really good. Yeah. They were they work really well. It's it's neat. You know, they even slow the audio down too. And it's, <laughs> I, I think I this like was, I, I think this was during that time of like animated movie, uh, like kind of tropes where uh, like slow down footage also gets slowed down audio because I, I definitely remember uh, Kung Fu Panda did that a few times in the first movie as well oh yeah i th- it probably all came out of like let's do a matrix parody and then just became like its own thing and yes it is much funnier in a cartoon if you slow the audio down too <laughs> yeah <laughs> plus when you do it in a cartoon you can get such great like squash and stretch uh effects and really kind of emphasize that oh yeah 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 i think the first one is when when uh the a few times chip gets his his picture taken the first time and yeah played for funny and this with the werehog it just looks cool as hell Mm. like like i said like man the werehog can be pretty neat. <laughs> uh, I, d- I do also like the when the ghosts run over, you get a nice uh, deadpan beat, and then Chip and Sonic look at each other and go. <laughs> so we get uh, we get a pretty cool fight scene actually uh, in basically the second half of the short. <laughs> um, where you know Sonic is struggling for a bit, Chip realizes that the camera can actually take pictures of ghosts even when they're invisible. Uh, but we get presented with a real problem that these instant photos aren't completely instant, and so Sonic is still left trying to figure out what to do, and kind of ends up going into a rage. It is very funny that Chip's idea does not work at all. <laughs> <laughs> As Sonic is going up against Sue and Wu's combined form, Baker. <laughs> yeah, the Minotaur green ghosty. Uh, he's pretty cool looking too. I was going to say, since we're in this mode of talking about this, uh, it's caused me to to pause the video of, of this on YouTube a few times. And I, I really want to suggest like to everybody listening to this, watch the short straight through. And then if you want to watch it again, please, by all means, especially just like wherever you want, but especially during high action, high movement scenes, pause because like the, the image smears of animation are amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've, I've paused on law, like dying, laughing all over again. And she just looks like some sort of weird ghost bean that's purple and pink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is another thing. I've, I've, like I said, I just don't remember. 
I guess this was around where like more 3D animated cartoons starting doing that to where like, um, you know, I feel like the end result is now you have movies like Turning Red or like the bad guys who are or like you said, like the Mars's own Lupin the Third movie where like it's almost indistinguishable the techniques and and not that, you know, 3D animation before this was bad, but it was a, a growing medium. And yeah, it is just so cool to see to see that 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 used and how, like I said, like even to this day, like this this short holds up. Yeah. I do wonder, like, what a digital, ca- would a, uh, like, a phone camera actively, like, using the video recorder have worked in place of the, uh, oh, yeah, like a, the normal camera. Oh, yeah. God, I mean, yeah, was this the, <laughs> You know, one of the last times you could have that as a <laughs> as a, an understood plot point. I mean, I know instant photos are still around. Yeah, I was gonna say it still would have been timeless enough because you know they've been dead for a while. They wouldn't have any digital technology. Yeah, but it's it's how every horror movie where something happened, you have to have a scene where everyone's phones stop working because that yeah. would solve ninety percent of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are conceivably at the point of uh, the world where there are, could be like ghosts that have been around for a long time that had smartphones yeah mm-hmm. I mean, yeah that's true ghosts get ipad it's good that they show <laughs> you know the photos developing in earlier scenes because other kids might not have realized oh no this is how cameras used to work yeah come children come look at these developing polaroids ah, ancient artifacts even though <laughs> sonic does the he shakes it and blows on it which doesn't actually yeah. help right yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's a it's a good song, that's for sure. <laughs> it's a cultural. I mean, meme. Sonic was born in the '90s. He knows how these things work. Oh uh, yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> so during the fight, uh, Baker is able to land a really a very devastating headbutt onto Sonic to the point where it knocks Sonic into a wall, cracking it, and then causing him to basically pass out for a little bit. Um, and oh, and that uppercut right before too. That's another. Oh yeah, yeah. Man. Right on the jaw. I love that the photos. Uh, Sonic sees of like Ghost Baker are him in the exact same mocking poses that Sonic was in in the pictures earlier. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's a great detail. A little bit of revenge that Sonic doesn't even know about. Yeah. <laughs> Baker ends up being undone by his own hubris because Sue and Wu can't stay together long enough for one of them to take the picture because they both want the credit. Yeah. And that exposes them long enough for the Werehog to give him the old Bowser swing and then knock him right out of the building. Of course, La La is ultimately not phased by any of this because now that she knows, oh my God, the Wolfman is in my house. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, we, knew, we knew at this, we knew that she liked um, horror movie characters, but no, it turns out she's a monster. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a monster girl herself, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> and thus the La gets an idea. An awful idea. A wonderful, <laughs> awful idea. The short basically ends with Sonic walking back out out of the uh, mansion into the into kind of the morning daylight. Chip insists on getting a selfie with him, getting real up close and personal. Even Sonic's like, "Hey, wh- what are you doing? Personal space?" Hello. <laughs> now I got off kid. Except, of course, <laughs> of course, as the photograph reveals. Chip, in quotes, is actually La in disguise, and the real Chip is bound up in, against a chair in the mansion as Sue and Wu are just looking like, yeah, buddy, same. 
<laughs> yep. Just assume he eventually starved to death and became a ghost too. <laughs> and actually, uh, Fake Chip even has a heart on, I guess, her cheek like La does. So it's, uh, yeah, it's still a little bit of a giveaway yeah. there. I think she, little pinker as well in general. The the look of Chip here. Yeah, it's it's a little harder to clock in Japanese because their actresses sound slightly similar. Um, but yeah, then you see the little heart on her cheek and you're like, wait a minute. And then, yeah, they take the picture and uh, she got what she wanted. So there was originally a stinger to this ending oh. as revealed in the storyboards. As, as we mentioned before, they kind of cheat because it's more or less morning out, but Sonic is not turning back from Werehog. Except that was the original ending, where Sonic turns back, La is shocked and gets fed up with him, slaps him for, quote unquote, lying to her and storms off. And Sonic's just like, what just happened? (laughs) Very specific taste in tall, burly, hairy men. And Sonic just doesn't cut it in his base form. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) <laughs> She's probably feeling catfished in this moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would have been pretty cute. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, and then we're stuck with the other stinger, which is just Chip falling out of his chair, still tied up. Again, assuming he's been imprisoned by the ghosts, binding his spirit to the haunted house just like they are. <laughs> Something like that. One of the things that's cool about this is that Marza has basically put out the original storyboard concept in full. So like we said, this was originally three ghosts who were just like scaring anybody who dared to intrude on their property rather than, you know, Sue and Wu trying to impress La with their photos and everything. The camera didn't even factor into it at all. Originally it was going to be Sonic and Chip wander in and uh, the ghosts try to scare them away. Then the werehog shows up. So they're like, okay, this clearly isn't working. Sonic isn't even scared in his base form. So we need to reevaluate a plan. And instead they end up like summoning this eldritch creature, monster ghost thing that attacks Sonic instead of Baker. While And while Sonic is fighting him in werehog form and having the same problems where he can't hit him because he can't see him, uh, Chip is getting haunted by the three ghosts and, during the like shared scuffles, the ghosts try to throw like a tablecloth on Chip. It misses, lands on the big ghost, so it just looks like classic bedsheet ghost. And Werehog's <laughs> like, I can see you now. I'm going to beat the crap out of you now. And he takes down the big one. Chip's getting knocked around. And just happen- after Werehog takes him down, Chip just happens to land in such a position that it looks like he's on top of him holding like a broom. So it looks like he defeated the big ghost and the other three ghosts are like, Oh my God, you defeated this big guy. Oh master. We serve you now. (laughs) (laughs) They think chip is the big hero. And Sonic's like, I'm confused, but I'm going to roll with it. And it ends on them kind of making amends with Sonic and chip, giving him a goodbye present. That is a Jack in the box that scares chip. (laughs) I I also would have been okay with uh, that interpretation as well. I think both, uh, versions are totally fine yeah but i either way like i think that this one is a super cute short in general and i'm glad that it exists and it's cool because sue and Wu actually did make it into unleashed yeah they did yeah yeah they have little cameos in the background i think yeah they're in two specific missions where it's like 
this guy keeps thinking he's seeing ghosts and it ends up being those two. Law did not make it in, but that's okay because I shudder to think what people would have done with that model. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen some art. People like that character design. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a good character design. I do. Looking at these original storyboards, see one of the ghosts has glasses in a book. I bet he was the nerd ghost. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that is Sonic Night of the Werehog. And if you haven't ever seen it or you haven't seen it in a while, do yourself a favor and go watch it. It's only 11 minutes and it's it's a blast from start to finish. It deserves to be considered like a timeless classic. I think it holds up spectacularly and it's a great way to kind of get the spooky season mode. Yeah. Yep. It's it's all over YouTube, uh, both versions. There's a couple of versions people have upscaled that look fine. Uh, yeah. Pretty sure there's even a couple of torrents still out there that have the source file from Sega's like FTP server, which is the one I have. Oh. Uh, so, you know, which is like the highest quality possible you could get. So it's very accessible. And yeah, like you said, Mars has been like uh, a pretty free uh, sharing like behind the scenes things and resources and that's always very neat i kind of want to see more things like this actually from uh i know we've had animations we have talked about some really great ones but i wouldn't mind seeing more uh cg animations from sega about sonic yes as much as as much i i mean i would die for all of the animations we've been getting as well they're so good but yeah Mm -hmm. yeah just just more i i don't know what to call it like there is something to this being the same 3d team that does work on the game itself uh it uh, it creates sort of a consistency with uh you know what we know as sonic yeah 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 it's a it's an in-house short film and it works it doesn't it doesn't feel like it it doesn't feel like necessarily uh like a soulless product that sega made just because they felt like they had to make something like this honestly really does feel like a creative outlet that sega was all on board for and because you know like you can just see in the animation there's so much fun to be had with it it yeah it doesn't it doesn't feel like it was just put into a now make it machine Well, it's because it's like it's a produ- it's a promotional piece, but it doesn't. It's not like here's the prequel, the prologue to Sonic Unleashed, which uh, which is the kind of thing we get now, and that's fine. Yeah, but it's not like it's not made with the concept of let's get people interested in Sonic Unleashed because it gives you the concepts of Sonic Unleashed, but it's its own thing. Yeah, uh, and I like it's that. also it's also not like a McDonald's tie-in commercial, right? It just right. happens to use the same models. Yeah, <laughs> that is this nakedly about you know buy my book. <laughs> Uh, you know that kind of thing yeah aside from like not knowing why sonic turns into a werehog you don't need to know anything about unleashed to be able to enjoy this short completely at face value yeah honestly the the best theory i could posit is if if you had never somehow never heard of sonic unleashed and you saw this one theory you could possibly come up with is that maybe there's just something about the house that turns him into a werehog when the moon is full like maybe there's a spell on it or something exactly yeah Mm -hmm. it's it perfectly stands alone even unconnected to sonic unleashed i do want to say uh at the end of the short they they have a link to a website nightofthewerehog.com and here in 2022 i typed it in and i tried to go to it and it just goes to a nothing website there is nothing there and yeah yeah unfortunately it it would have been i'm gonna buy the url (laughs) (laughs) I, i think somebody technically owns it but it's just it's nothing so 
It would have been cool if it was like yeah. a like a Space Jam the movie website kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> it is one of those things that because and you know I always say this with fingers crossed and knock on wood because Sega specifically about Sonic is so laissez faire about people just re-uploading like even official stuff that yes it's it's okay that the official website is gone because you can see it anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Night of the Werehog.com is $1,400 on GoDaddy. No, thank you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Would have been a great opportunity to just link to the Sonic F page. <laughs> yeah. Or this one episode of the podcast oh, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> People would be so angry at us, though. <laughs> or these so, apples. <laughs> so if you liked this episode, why don't you check out the full The Hill is Always Greener podcast. It's just like this, but longer. <laughs> And with the revelation of the price tag of the website, we are launching our Patreon. Please give us money so we can buy. <laughs> <laughs> <Not yet. laughs> I'll, I'll make it a stretch goal. <laughs> well, this is what a fun little short and a fun conversation. Absolutely. Amen. I legitimately want to add this into my yearly Halloween uh, rotation as far as short or like uh, cartoons and shorts because every year I love watching the the Charlie Brown Halloween special and the Garfield Halloween special and this is only 11 minutes this easily fits in the rotation so yeah. there you go yeah. I like I, I like the media that gets me in the mood <laughs> this is a fantastic um, a fantastic little cartoon which I'm uh, uh, you know one thing of Sonic Unleashed I really enjoy as it uh, tells us the story of what happens when photojournalists get a bit too enthusiastic to um, appease their <laughs> bourgeois <laughs> overlords they insert themselves into the story you just can't do that <laughs> it's, that's, how else are you going to get the big scoop <laughs> Now, kids, the real lesson of this short is teamwork only gets you so far until you fight the ones you love. <laughs> <laughs> the real moral of the story is subscribe to Laws OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, we got to get out of here now. <laughs> Ghost, ghostly fans. <laughs> ghostly fans. <laughs> ghostly fans. Ghostly. Okay. Only, no, only phantoms. Only phantoms. Only phantoms. Oh, only oh phantoms. God. I think what you broke. <laughs> oh, well, on that note. You can find me on Twitter at Cyberlink. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Twitter and all the internet at Falero. That's F A U L E double R O. Oh, my. You can find me on Twitter. At Great Job Jeremy. That's GR in the number eight. It's also where you find my grave because I'm dead. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and I am Rock the Jake, or in this case, Scaredy Jake, because my friends are making scary sounds. And oh. I think you're thinking of Jake's monster. <laughs> <laughs> Jake and Science Monster. <laughs> um, and also, before we end the episode, special thanks to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. Please, please, please check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And follow her on Twitter and Instagram. And it's thanks for our special music we use today to Falero. But normally you should thank Amy Waters for her usual music that we have on the podcast. And of course, please make sure to rate, comment, subscribe, share the podcast, all that good stuff. Because it does help us, you know, get out there more and uh, 
you know, just get more people listening to the podcast because we have a blast doing it. And we hope that, you know, we can spread it around, like let other people in on the fun. Because the thought of people not listening to this podcast is so scary. Ooh. Ooh. Ah, ah, we, will, ah. we will return to our regularly scheduled episodes soon. But uh, until then, I'm Cyberlink. I'm Falero. I'm Game Buddy. And I'm Rock the Jake. And hey, Knuckles, what's behind you? What? A ghost! A <laughs> ghost!